With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mike on Howie, Chris on Soups, Mace on Hal, and Matt on Group. Wake up Wednesday and we feeling it like nothing can intrude as we read in the tome of big stacks, singles bagged and boarded, fitted in a box in the lab recording. Thoughts as they come, whatever they be. Comics is a world that we become. Sit back, listen to the man he sold. Wherever you are, wherever you're from, the Wednesday show is for all of y'all who leaf through books in solitude. Open up worlds that you dream of. The following show is from us to you. Peace. Hey, Welcome to another edition of Wednesday Comic Book Show. It's me, your host, Mouse. Mouse. We are here doing it live at five. Or whenever the fuck you want to watch this shit by watch we mean listen i'm stalling because i was gonna jump into a fucking just like playing the trailer the four minute trailer for the justice league and doing a live reaction but there's an ad man there's the ad man all right all right all right all right we're almost through the ad we're almost through the ad let's do this justice league comic con trailer from movie clips trailers if you want to follow along here we go. Mmm, briefcase. Guy with briefcase. Walking upstairs. Silencer on the gun. Shooting people. Schoolgirls. Wonder Woman. Bust through the shit. Dodges bullet. Damn. Fuck some people up. What did you do this weekend, Diana? Me? Huh. Nothing very interesting. The world remains in mourning after the death of the Superman. Oh, that's cool. I love J.K. Simmons as uh, Commissioner Gordon. Batflack, rest in peace. <laughs> Alright, alright, alright. Go into an island. This movie does look pretty, like, visually pretty good. Oh, shit, the mascara. Oh, what the fuck is that? Atlantis. Cyborg. Oh, my God, that fucking costume's so dumb looking. No Kryptonians, no lanterns, no space shit. But Barry Allen's still fucking around with time and shit. I guess this is Steppenwolf, the the villain of this. Parademons and shit. Jason Momoa looking very Aquamanish. 
each of us in some way is held back. Very fast and furious vibe to this, like sitting around a table, hearing information. It's really cool. You guys seem ready to do battle and stuff, but I've never done battle. I just pushed some people and run away. All right, Barry Allen sucks. <laughs> Establishing that, he sucks. Relax, Alfred. I'll take it from here. Uh, do I know you? Superman was a beacon to the world. Hmm. He didn't just save people. He made them see the best parts of themselves. Wow. Batman's suit has like a old school, like, they look like, like bat wings, which is interesting. So much CGI. Why are they on horses? <laughs> That's funny. How many of you are there? Not enough. Do you really think that? Oh. Oh wow! They just—they really just vanish, huh? Oh. That's rude. <laughs> All right, I think I get it. Oh, this is the scene people have been talking about. I haven't seen this yet. This is the scene at the end with Jeremy Irons. Here's some rumbling. You said you'd come. Now let's hope you're not too late. Huh. That's interesting. People have been talking about the... Uh... So that was a Justice League trailer. It came out San Diego Comic-Con. Four minutes. Four-minute trailer. Very much not what the definition of a trailer encompasses. Long as shit. Um, you, you, get a, you get a glimpse of like the villain-ish. You don't see his face. You only see him from behind. I think, I think, is it confirmed that it's Steppenwolf? I think everyone sort of is assuming that it's Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Who is the villain in Justice League? In Justice League, not in the abstract. The villain in Justice League is... Yeah, I guess Steppenwolf. Um, but teases Steppenwolf. Teases him. Which is interesting. It might not be him at all. Um, but it's a dude who like, he kind of looks almost like Ares from Wonder Woman. Maybe it's fucking Ares. Um, in any case, so they introduced a lot of different things, but one of the big things that people have been talking about since it came out was the, the last, the very last moment where Alfred like looks, uh, or is, is in the, I guess he's in the bat cave and then somebody approaches him and what's crazy is that the person's footsteps um, like, like, make the room shake, which would lend itself to be like more like Superman, I would I would assume, and but there is this like distinct green light that's visible in Alfred's glasses, which a lot of people assume is like the 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 uh 
like a lantern ring or something like that. And so it could be Green Lantern. But then other people are like, well, Green Lantern doesn't have thunderous footsteps. He's just a dude. So who could it be who is like the stature of Superman, but has green like Green Lantern? And then another theory emerged that it's Martian Manhunter. Uh, I would obviously love it if it was Martian Manhunter. I don't, I don't know that it will be because if you're thinking about like, if you're thinking about just the regular run of the mill fan, they want, I think they want Superman. I think that's what they want. And I think that Warner Brothers, that's what they will give is if, if they want to appeal and have this like, oh shit moment and tease it and then have it play in the movie theater like like really well like i just think about whenever you hear about uh, like uh testing when they when they when they go out and people like turn up a knob when they're like very exhilarated by something and turn it down when they're not i don't think people would like maybe because of the fact that he's just like this fucking green alien who looks you know it looks very awesome in his in his in his performance maybe people would be excited by it but that instant recognition i don't think that would happen necessarily so that then would like lead me to believe that as a studio what they really want to do is superman but i don't think any of those are correct honestly i don't think any of those are correct because if you take into account the like the rumbling like the steps and the fact that this is somebody who had like is 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 in my mind is probably in some kind of like suit mech suit or something like that and then also has some like green light integrated into the costume i'm thinking and I, this is not an original thought but it's the one that makes the most sense to me is that lex luthor in a fucking mech suit <clears throat> That would explain why his footsteps are so heavy, which honestly, even Superman doesn't walk around like fucking, you know, just like shaking the whole goddamn earth with his fucking footsteps. The only the only one I think that makes sense to me would be Lex Luthor in his action comic suit, which, you know. I don't but then then why the fuck would he come back? This it's very it's a very, very actually an interesting uh, marketing strategy because now that I'm thinking through it it's like now it's making me mad <laughs> now I want to know who the fuck it is and uh, it, that, that would be something that definitely would pay off um, and I also don't know that they would save it up for Superman because as some like a, an a, accompanying story to this is that Henry Cavill is like definitely in the movie like that's a secret that they're not keeping very well and I don't think it's a secret that they're trying to keep very well but he like because he's definitely in the goddamn movie. So, San Diego Comic Con was last week. That happened. Um, in addition to the trailer coming out, we also got some more bizarre information about the Justice League movie. As we know, Joss Whedon, who directed the Avengers and the Avengers: Age of Ultron, um, and who Warner Brothers also hired to direct a Batman or a Batgirl movie a while ago, he was heading up the reshoots on the Justice League movie. So originally we were told that he'd be maintaining Zack Snyder's original vision for the film, just, you know, doing the legwork of doing the reshoots. However, Screen Rant reports that he had a hand in actually re-scripting the reshot scenes. So it, it goes beyond like the, the planned reshoots with Zack Snyder, which he was going to do, that Whedon actually like did some, 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 some writing and 
Screen Rant speculates that some of like the you know the 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 moment in the trailer where Barry Allen where the, everyone like vanishes and Commissioner Gordon turns around and Barry Allen's there and then he's like oh how rude you know drawing attention to that kind of thing which is is a is a Joss Whedon sort of staple so you know they they assume that he's having a bigger hand in it than we originally thought. Um, they also reported that the UK YouTube version of the JLA Comic Con trailer described the film and its logline as a film by Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon. So that led them to conclude that Joss Whedon would be receiving a director credit after all. And then all like the speculation online on Twitter and the fucking nerdosphere started, uh, you know, and the speculation of maybe Zack Snyder was pushed out and, and, and shit like that, which, you know, no one's ever really going to know what the fuck actually happened except those guys. Um, but it it is it is interesting that Joss Whedon would be receiving a credit for it, probably and most likely because, you know, there there's like some union minimum type shit. Like he definitely has done enough work at this point being involved in the production process for six months that he, he of course he's, he should receive a fucking directorial credit because he did a lot of fucking work <laughs> and you know it's only fair you get fucking recognized for that work interestingly enough in that log line fucking uk youtube account blowing up warner brothers whole spot also included henry cavill as one of the main actors it was like ray fisher gal gadot uh, ben Affleck, rest in peace, <laughs> uh, Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, and Henry Cavill. Like, Superman is definitely in this fucking movie. And we could all say, like, yo, it's probably flashbacks or maybe, a, you know, whatever the fuck, but he's definitely in this fucking movie, for sure. And they're not doing a lot to hide that, which is why I'm thinking then that that person at the end, person, entity, whatever the fuck it is, is gotta be somebody like... I don't know, somebody who you either is one of the hidden characters or characters that they, they, they try to, 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 to remain hidden, Green Lantern or Martian Manhunter, or something weird like Alexa Luthor in a fucking mech suit. Or I can't think of anybody else whose like steps would be heavy enough for water, like for, for to be like the fucking Tyr- Tyrannosaurus Rex from, from Jurassic Park. Like I can't think of anyone else who would do that except Lex Luthor and a goddamn fucking mech soup dude, which would be crazy because everybody hated that motherfucker. <laughs> everybody hated Jesse Eisenberg in that fucking role, which is fucking hilarious to me. But we're not here to talk about that shit. We're here to talk about motherfucking seven to eternity. Yo, this shit goes hard. I, w- I didn't understand like the, um, what do you call it? The the relationship between Rick Remender and Jerome Opeña, who was like the first artist. And it turns out that he, in addition to being the artist, like is like the presents. Like you ever see that movie Hero with Quentin Tarantino where he's like, Quentin Tarantino presents Hero with Jet Li. Jerome Opeña is like the co-creative side of this run. And I say that because he didn't illustrate this issue of seven to eternity this issue was illustrated by a guy named james heron whose artwork was like it was very jarring because there was such a distinctive style that had been developed in the first six issues of this run and when i saw james heron's artwork i was like whoa dude 
what the fuck happened here? These lines are clean. Because in the original, like, first six, there was, like, a lot of, like, uh, I I wish I knew more about art. I got to figure out more, like, a better way to describe, like, the, like, the, there has to be, like, some kind of specialized language to, to describe comic books and, like, comic book art and shit like that. But anyway, it, 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 it seemed a lot cleaner. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it was, like, it was very jarring. I was like, what the fuck happened? Um... So, Seven to Eternity number six. I don't know how long this run is supposed to go, if it's supposed to be an ongoing series, but, you know, usually when you have these, like, these runs or these, like, stories that that, that don't really interface with any other kind of, like, extended universe, they're, they're sort of universes unto themselves, like Saga or Transmetropolitan or The Invisibles or whatever like that, they, you know, they, they, they tend to vary, like the losers, I remember the losers. Andy Diggle wrote that was like thirty-two issues, and then fucking like Invincible was one hundred and sixty issues or whatever the fuck. Um, so I'm not sure how long Rick Remender's planning to do this, but the story I feel like has a definite conclusion. I mean, this is a caravan that is taking a person to a place, and once they get to that place, that would probably culminate in the end of the series. Um, and then the last issue, there was a gigantic fucking detour. Um, basically what happened in the last issue is they, they, they decided to go to this goddamn forest swamp. It's like <laughs> in the Lord of the Rings where they're like, let's go through the mines of Moria. And Gandalf is like, no, dude, bad idea. And then if you remember this film, the, they go right. And then. Gandalf is the one who said, this is some, we shouldn't do this. And then some shit fucking gets knocked into a well. And then (laughs) (laughs) me explaining the Lord of the Rings. And then some shit gets knocked into a well. And then Gandalf looks at a hobbit and he's like, oh, dude. And then all the fucking goblins come out or elves or whatever the fuck they are. Little uh, Oompa Loompas fucking power rangers i don't know what they are come out and they start fucking up the fellowship and then they fuck them up and then the guy who's like we shouldn't go in here has to fight a gigantic fucking demon and that's what happens in seven to eternity like exactly that happens <laughs> they're, they're they they reach a fork in the road and then they're like what should we do face certain death fight this piper this pied piper this richard Hendricks's pied piper or go into the forest and f- fucking take our chances in the forest, which is almost certain death as well, but like slightly easier. And so they go into the forest and then we find out all of this shit about the Mud King, the, the, only, the only villain in the history of written form whose power is just to talk shit about you. That's not true, probably. But his name is the God of Whispers. He talks a lot of shit and he gets away with a lot of shit by talking shit and like making deals with people and stuff. And even in this comic, they're like, this town smells like deals. <laughs> this town reeks of deals. Um, so they go into the forest and then Adam, who's the main character of this is fucking, uh, 
suffering from a disease and that's in the back of his mind the whole time the mud kid can heal him of the disease but he's already with this caravan and these people are going to take the guy to torga a wizard who's going to fucking destroy him somehow which i don't even fucking believe if you don't think that the mud king ain't got torga on the payroll you're on some shit they're going to get there and torga is going to fucking you know like turn on everybody and fucking that then the mud king is going to fucking escape or whatever so Adam knows that the mud king can heal him of his shit, which he has this like life-threatening terminal disease, and there's some hot springs up in the north. And so through like a bunch of stuff, which you can listen to the last episode, that happens. The mud king and Adam, Adam has to choose between the mud king or another person named Javalia, who's like a childhood love interest of his, and who's also part of the caravan, but also who's like the mud king's like basically his daughter. And so Adam has a pick between one of the two. He picks the Mud King because if Mud King dies, everyone he's made a deal with dies, which is like everyone in the goddamn world. And then he takes him and he escapes and he goes to the north to the hot springs, presumably to heal himself of like the malady that he had. Right. And so this is where we start. Um, so there was a giant fucking quagmire. Adam had to choose between saving the Mud King or Javalia. He chose to save the Mud King and fled with him to the hot springs in the north. He left the party which now includes his daughter, Kate, behind. And Kate, we haven't seen since the first issue. He said, don't come, don't find me, don't chase me. She didn't listen. But he also, I don't think that he knows that she's with them, right? And so this issue focuses specifically on the aftermath of his decision to leave Javalia in the swamp. Um, it doesn't deal with them at all, right? So the party convenes after this whole shit happens, and they see that she's sick. She's not dead, we thought that she probably would have died. She didn't die. She's just sick. And uh, they decide to go to Glyph, where she's from, her hometown. Um, so they go there. They put Javalia up in an inn where she rests. And she comes in and out of consciousness, sort of like sick in a fever dream. And in one waking state, she tells the goblin, who has a name, but I, have not, I do not know what it is. I just call him the goblin. Um, that she needs to find someone named Lovro, L-O-V-R-O. So that's all they got. That's the only lead that they have is Lovro. So the goblin hits the town to find out who the fuck that is. And he goes up to like a barkeep and the barkeep is like, we got women's, we got the ladies, we got some foodstuffs, we got burr, what you want? And then he says, Lovro. And then the barkeep is like, I cannot talk to you anymore. <laughs> Just fucking about faces and turns around. I cannot talk to you anymore. Um, So, th like, all the locals get spooked. Nobody wants to respond to this name or even say who the fuck it is. Save for one person, one baller-ass person who's actually on the front cover of this issue. And he's this big, fat motherfucker who is like, he, he's he's called a sword seller or a sell sword or something like that i interpret that to mean an arms dealer or like a merchant from resident evil 4 like what are you buying what are you selling um and he's the only one who will talk to the goblin about this lovro right and he has he's a very bizarre character very good character he doesn't have a name but his frog his pet frog has a name and his pet frog is named kissop and basically in order to get answers from this arms dealer you have to go through kiss up you have to feed him gold coins 
and then they'll respond to you with information, which is awesome, right? Because we haven't had any new characters introduced. And honestly, the caravan characters are kind of like all ancillary anyway, right? So this Kisop, Kisop's master informs the goblin that who he's looking for is a guy named Chancellor Lovro Slodom, which is like classic fantasy naming. <laughs> it just like like vaguely foreign weird shit. Uh, porgs from Star Wars, uh, lives in a tower. And so cut to Goblin scales that tower and inside the tower, you sort of, you, you, you cut to the inside of the tower before, uh, the Goblin scales the full tower and Lovro is like finishing up this fairy tale that he's telling to his kids. And in it, the characters are confused as to who is the villain and who isn't the villain in the story. And that's sort of like, like generally speaking, that's like what's happening in in the rest of the comic you have adam the mud king and the caravan and you don't really know who's bad or who's good but there are clear lines drawn in the sand and people go in and out of them and there's always a backstory there's always a story as to how, what why people are doing what they're doing and you kind of have some sympathy for the mud king based on like the last issue so this is kind of like a continuation of that theme and the presentation of that theme throughout the comic right so Goblin finally gets in there, approaches Lovro and tells him what's up. And it turns out that Lovro is actually Javelia's brother. And he has the cure for the ailment that she got in the swamp. Uh, pretty easy, right? Wrong. Right then, that's when we find out that he works for the Mud King and his bodyguards detain the Goblin, which is fucked up, right? So they, 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 they detain the Goblin, they arrest the Goblin, and they put him in a vehicle and transport him to, to somewhere we don't know yet. That's when we cut to Kate, the tracker, Adam's daughter. She tracks the vehicle as it takes the arrested goblin to a giant fiery facility. It's like this huge fucking like iron smelting plant. They're just like fucking molten lava everywhere. And in it, a purple woman is killing the fuck out of everybody who's like committed a crime. So the barkeep that we, that we met earlier, who the goblin asked about Lovro, is there for simply hearing a question about Lovro. He didn't answer it. <laughs> he did a total, like, bitchy about face. He's like, you want women, you want food, you want alcohol, you want place bets, which you won't do. Who's Lovro? I cannot talk to you. <laughs> I cannot speak of this anymore. Um, and so he gets fucked up for just asking, like, hearing a question, not even asking, a, for hearing a question. And then after him, Goblin's up for execution. So as that's happening, he's like, I don't know, he gets punched in the face or something. He's like on the ground. Kate looks on on from like the rafters or whatever as the purple woman's about to kill Goblin. Right when she goes to intervene and try to save his ass, the arms dealer with Kiss Up the fucking gold coin eating frog who gave Goblin the intel earlier grabs her from behind and is holding this gigantic fucking sword. And that's the last panel of the comic boom so again seven to eternity is fucking dope and awesome and it's getting even better now this is like a a wonderful aside to a story that was getting kind of tired because you're like uh how many of these can they do where they're just walking where they're just going <laughs> to different to not even different cities they're just going it's just in the fucking middle of nowhere and the mud king is just sitting on <laughs> it's just like taunting them and shit like i'll talk shit about you <laughs> motherfucker uh follow us on twitter at weekly comic show 
hit up the website. I got to update that shit. I didn't update it last week. WednesdayComicBookShow.com. Uh, email us, WednesdayComicBookShow at gmail.com, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. You ever seen a nerd speak in thin air? You ever seen such comic book flair? You ever seen two, three, four, five nerds? Fight and argue over made up words? Superman, Batman, and the Green Martian Approach these worlds with Supreme Court shed Listen to us as we rant and rave Flip and follow on to the next page With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.